Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Score Cup. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 23rd of February. Today, the brightest NBA prospect in the history of the game gets even brighter. The Matildas claim some silverware ahead of their World Cup on Aussie soil, and the Aussie women get set to add another trophy to their cricketing cabinet. But first... Despite having two tests left in the series, the Border Gavaskar Trophy will be staying safe and sound in the hands of the Indian side after they handed Australia back-to-back ass-kickings in the first two tests. They just kicked our ass. And the harmony of the team continues to disintegrate on the subcontinent with off-spinner Ashton Agar, who was selected in the original squad before being overlooked for the first two tests, eventually handed a ticket home, not being seen as a necessary part of the remainder of the tour. Oh, obviously it's not an ideal situation, but you just try and make the best of it. I think I'm um, 29 now, and I've, I've been through plenty of ups and downs in the game, and I'm in a fortunate position, so um, it's nothing that stresses me out too much. Speaking to Channel 10 on arrival back home at Perth Airport, Agar was circumspect when it came to the reasons offered up by Aussie selectors for his non-selection in the series and eventual dismissal from the tour squad. Tony Donamay said he just thought that your red ball cricket and bowling wasn't where he wanted it to be. Do you agree with that statement? Oh, it doesn't matter if I agree with it or not. It's, um, it's up to them if, if that's the way it is, and that's absolutely fine. Um, it, was, it was clear messaging from them. They communicated really well with me, and it's a clear path forward, obviously, now, like, with that message as well. You know, chin up, um, walk tall and just try and improve. So that's just what I'm going to do. The decision to send Agar home has left many questioning why he was taken in the first place, given the spin-friendly conditions on offer in India and when selectors opted to hand test debuts to fellow off-spinners Todd Murphy and Matt Kuhneman instead of playing Agar. I don't even think they like me. Agar isn't alone in boarding a flight home from the subcontinent early, with experienced pair David Warner and Josh Hazelwood both having jetted out as a result of injuries, while captain Pat Cummins returned to Sydney for personal reasons, although he is expected back in India in time for the third test. While the men's test side's tumble into turmoil continues in India, the Aussie women are preparing to add another trophy to the cabinet. I made room in my trophy case. Tonight, the Aussie women will tackle India in the first semi-final of the Women's T20 World Cup at Newland Stadium in South Africa. And understandably, the Aussies will go in as short-priced favourites, given they've been absolutely destroying all-comers in the tournament thus far. Australia! They're all over South Africa here at St George's. Wins over New Zealand, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and most recently South Africa have Australia on the cusp of completing a flawless World Cup defence. Although veteran batter Beth Mooney is wary of the challenge presented by the Indian side. I'm expecting it to be a a huge contest, obviously. They've pushed us significantly in the last few years and got a bunch of match winners in their lineup as well, so we're not expecting an easy game by any means, but I think if we do all the right things sort of today at training and tomorrow as well, we can come into that game feeling really confident, but as we know with semi-finals, we know we've got to be on our game from ball one. Despite missing the quarterfinal win with quad soreness, it is expected that Aussie star Alyssa Healy will take her spot at the top of the batting order and behind the stumps in the field. The winner will take on either England or host nation South Africa, who face off in the second semi-final tomorrow. And speaking of Aussie women winning stuff... Confirmation for Katrina Gorey. Here she is hitting that! Oh, the yellow card won't matter one little bit. Katrina Gorey. She has been fired up for this one since the opening minute. And she's fired the Matildas in front. The Matildas' preparation for the upcoming Home World Cup this year got a whole lot shinier last night after they claimed victory in the Cup of Nations with a 3-0 win over Jamaica in Newcastle last night. Caitlin Ford again, who hits it! Wonderful! What a 
strike from Caitlin Ford. The Windsor Australia crowned the Cup of Nations champions after going undefeated in their three tournament matches against Jamaica, Spain and Czechia. Aussie goalkeeper Mackenzie Arnold was named player of the tournament, but as Captain Sam Kerr intimated in her acceptance speech, the team is bigger fish to fry later this year. Um, and we can't wait to be back here in July representing you guys. Um, it's always an honour to represent our country and hopefully you're proud of us because we love playing in this jersey. See you soon in July. The Matildas will now have a five-month runway up to the World Cup when they open their campaign against the Republic of Ireland on July 20. But before then, they'll tackle England in a friendly at Wembley Stadium in April as part of a unique motherland doubleheader, which will also see the Socceroos take on the men's England team in October this year. We've mentioned this guy on the scorecard before, but for those of you unfamiliar, let me break it down real quick. His name is Victor Wembenyama, and he is set to change the game of basketball. The Frenchman is 19 years old, currently playing in France's Pro A-League for Bouillon Levelois Metropolitans 92, and he'll be the number one pick at the next NBA draft. But why? What makes him so special? Well, he's seven foot four. Actually, scratch that. He's grown. He's now seven foot five with an eight foot wingspan. He's 226 centimeters tall, which makes him taller than any player currently in the NBA. He's going to change the sport. From day one in the NBA, he will be a dominating defensive force. He will alter shots like nobody we've ever seen before. Nobody will be able to understand how long he is and how his ability to get out and do that. I think from day one, teams will have to game plan for dealing with him defensively. ESPN's Brian Windhorst there predicting that even with his slight frame, Victor is going to cause problems from the get-go at the NBA level. And even the current king of the league, LeBron James, admits that the French kid is something the league hasn't seen before. You know, everybody, you know, we're labeling like this unicorn thing. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years, but he's more like, like an alien. Um, I've never seen, no one has ever seen anyone um, as tall as he is, but as fluid and as graceful he is out on the floor. I mean, at 7'4", or 7'5", or 7'3", whatever the case may be, um, his ability to put the ball on the floor, um, shoot step-back jumpers out of the post, step-back threes, catch-and-shoot threes, block shots. He's, um, for sure, uh, a generational talent. So now, the waiting game continues as we wait to see who will win the Wembenyama lottery and earn the right to draft the game's next guaranteed superstar. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.